Yo, my brethren, them. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Grateful Yardy Podcast. It's your boy Drew talking things upon the ends. And on this episode, I'll give my thoughts on the recently released from his WWE contract, Bray Wyatt, and also the release of Rick Nature Boy Flair. Also, I got a story to tell. Keep it locked. So on Saturday, this past Saturday, Wyndham Rotunda, also known as Bray Wyatt, was released from his WWE contract due to budgetary cuts. I'm putting up my quotation marks. Bray Wyatt, I believe, has been in the WWE system for 10 years. He started off as the character known as Husky Harris in the Nexus faction. Then he parlayed himself back over to NXT, which was a developmental, is the developmental territory of the WWE, and came out with this great character known as Bray Wyatt and the Wyatt family. Which was kind of a take of an old school 80s, mid 90s, 80s to 90s wrestler known as Waylon Mercy. Big ups to Dan Spivey that played Waylon Mercy. And Bray Wyatt, the character at that point in time, had that Waylon Mercy-esque type of vibe. But it was a lot better. He had his cult following. He was doing stuff in NXT. Then he got paired with... Luke Harper, rest in peace, uh, John Hubert, and Eric Rowan, which he is now going by Eric Redbeard. And they had some cool, they did some amazing things down in NXT in the early days of NXT. Then they were brought up to the main roster, and night one, when he came out on Raw with the Wyatt family, they chanted Husky Harris. Parlay forward, he's a former Universal Champion, he's a former WWE Champion, and he came out in Toronto at SummerSlam, I believe it's 2019, I'm not sure, let me go over to my statistician to tell me exactly when SummerSlam was in Toronto, I believe it was 2019, I believe, I know 2004, I I'm gonna say 2019. I'm gonna I'm gonna say 2019. 20 Yep, Scotiabank Arena in 2019, August 11th, the date to be exact. He debuted the Fiend character after he did a whole bunch of vignettes of the Fire Fun Firefly Fun House, which was kind of a spoof of the Mitchell Rogers neighborhood kind of thing. And he had different characters and puppets and this, that, and the third. It's just was this a shock to me? The release of Bray Wyatt, the answer is no. Because if he had, let's take it to the context of sports. If he has a huge contract, it's easier to get rid of this huge contract and get yourself in the the black, sorry, going forward 
than to keep him on the roster at such a high rate. There's a possibility that he is re- he could return to WWE the same way how Samoa Joe returned to NXT, which is also a brand in the WWE universe. But if he doesn't return to WWE, this is Bray Wyatt we're talking about, where does he go? You know everybody's going to fantasy book and book him in AEW and who he can work with and he could be the leader of the Dark Order and the Dark Order could go in a darker, more sinister place than it is now. And he could. would you want to see The Fiend in the G1 Climax? The answer probably would be no because that's more of a serious, tip, serious thing over in New Japan. Impact Wrestling, that's a possibility. Or does Bray Wyatt take this time off and actually mentally get back in the game? Because he did lose one of his best friends um, in 2020. That was John Hubert, known as Brody, Mr. Brody Lee in AEW and known as Luke Harper in the WWE. And we all heard that this um, his particular debt took Wyndham Rotunda, which is Bray Wyatt, pretty hard. So maybe this release is a blessing in disguise that he could go home, be with Jojo, be with his children, and maybe get his mind right to come back into the world of wrestling. Because he is a great mind. He developed three separate characters for Bray Wyatt. You have The Fiend, you have the Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt, and then you have the the Southern Draw cult-leading Bray Wyatt. I really think... He should go to a place where he can utilize his creativity and and let the handcuffs be off. Because I think the problem was the bad booking. Maybe it has nothing to do with Bray Wyatt. It has everything to do with the creative team at the WWE. And maybe they just didn't understand the vision that Bray Wyatt had for the Fiend character. We haven't heard him come out and publicly talk about this. I would love to hear him really get in-depth about his thoughts and the process of why was there a red light during his matches? Why was, when he was paired with Alexa Bliss, the goop in his face? The other thing that really kind of shot me on the business side of it is that he is one of the top merchandise sellers during the pandemic. Remember, we've gone 16, 17 months that the WWE did not perform in front of crowds until a few weekends ago. And he was, Bray Wyatt's character was the one of the top merchandise sellers throughout the pandemic. So as from a business standpoint, why would you let him go? I don't know. I'm not in the books of the WWE. I don't understand their books, to be honest with you. They are a publicly traded company, so maybe shareholders are seeing losses and they're trying to say, maybe we need to cut the fat from the talent roster compared to anything else. But like I said, I'm not in the financial books of the WWE. I'm not the WWE's accountant, so I don't know. Where would I like to see Bray Wyatt show... come into wrestling, I really think it's wherever he can be openly creative. Is it AEW? I think AEW right now is too stacked and they have brought in too many in the last few weeks and months of these released from the WWE. 
for me personally, the best place for Bray Wyatt to be is at home. And then come back rejuvenated, refreshed, and ready to go. Also, we had another release from the WWE, but more on the legend side. And that's Nature Boy Ric Flair decided to call up Vince Man and say, I want out of here. And the WWE granted his release. So now 72-year-old Ric Flair is no longer a part of WWE. And the last time he wasn't a part of WWE, he went to wrestle in TNA Impact Wrestling. I don't think Ric Flair should be wrestling anybody anytime soon. Not even a broom Ric Flair should be wrestling. Yes, arguably he is one of the greatest talents to ever grace the squared circle. We know Tony Khan is a big-time wrestling mark like myself. And there is a possibility of reuniting the four horsemen in AEW. And if you listen to the Pinnacles theme song from AEW, it has elements of the four horsemen's theme song from their days in in, um, Jim Crockett Promotions and WCW. I'm not saying Ric Flair has to be the wrestle. But imagine a segment with Ric Flair and MJF. Or Ric Flair putting over some of the younger talent, the homegrown talent in AEW. Putting over maybe a Adam Pierce, Putting over a Jungle Boy. Putting over the pinnacle. By just speaking, just being there as a legend in the sport of professional wrestling. So if, I, if you had to ask me my opinion, folks, where... Oh, where should Ric Flair go? It's AEW for sure. Because there could be some amazing vignettes and and behind-the-scenes stuff with him and Arn and Tully and J.J. Dillon did make an appearance in, in AEW when the pinnacle just started. So there's a plethora amount of things you could do with Ric Flair. I'm not saying he needs to wrestle, But he is one of those minds that you can bring in to help get some people over in the world of professional wrestling. time it's story time yes it is it's story time and we have to take it back to the days of no uber take it back to the days no lift take it back to the days of no instagram take it back to the early days of facebook we had pages like myspace black planet if you remember those things, trust me, people, you're kind of all just like me. And I think for you all to get to know me just a tad bit better that listen to this podcast. So shout out to my peoples in Texas. Shout out to my peoples in Israel. Shout out to my peoples in Canada. Shout out to my people in Jersey and wherever else you listen to this podcast. My love on Thank you for the support. It is greatly appreciated. But if I could get 
little serious for a moment. I use the frightened for front. And the meaning of frightened for front is, is that I was always scared if I spoke or said something that a female didn't like, I wasn't able to have sex. And a lot of times because I did not value who I was and my self-respect was gone. And I didn't think I had anything to add to the table and I didn't think I was attractive enough. Because a lot of times during that high school into college phase, especially I bloomed late. So I didn't really, I didn't have a girlfriend going through high school. There was girls I liked, girls I asked out, but then I got shut down a lot of times or got put in the friend zone my fault who knows sometimes you, you got to take ownership so i'm saying yeah it's my fault i got put in the friend zone or in the brother zone you know when girls say oh you're like a brother to me i got that a lot rejection and me know each other very very well but what I learned going through that adversity and being frightened for front is that people will treat you the way that you see you. Yeah, preach to uno. People will treat you the way you see you. So if you don't see value in you, people around you are not going to see value in you and not see what you're about and what you're worth. That's why I never spoke out, especially when it came to the opposite sex. That's why I never spoke out. And I was dating this particular woman in my early 20s, not my wife. Yeah, I go back a little bit before I met my wife when I was 23. So let's go back three, four years before that. And I was, in my mind, let's, let's get it right. In my mind, I was dating this female. This female wasn't dating me. This female wasn't about what I was about. This female was, we would call it her a miser. Or as my good friend Two Lux and check out his podcast, the my two cents pod, pod class. He more teaches a class. It's up on YouTube. It airs every Sunday or Saturday, Sunday. Check him out on YouTube. That's two lux. Big him up. Yardy man like myself. But he brings a lot of perspective to things that are going on in the Jamaican culture. But let's get back to me because I'm telling you my story. See? So I was dating this particular girl. Or female, or termite, or rat, or whatever you want to call it. In my mind, I was dating her. Realistically, when I look back on it, I wasn't. I wasn't with her. She was using me for particular things. I had access to a car. She didn't, so I was being used. And then she knew all I had to do was get a little front. He would drive me anywhere, and wouldn't question me anything. So yes, I was frightened for front because I felt like if I said, hey, can I get some gas money? 
I would never get it and I would never get sex because a lot of women use in that time for me, a lot of women would deny sex and use sex as a weapon. So if you don't do X for me, you ain't getting Y. And I got that a lot, especially from this female. So in my mind, I was in a relationship with this woman. But there was no relationship. There was relations or situationships. Because I wasn't a value to her. Because I didn't value me. That's why she felt she could do and say whatever she wanted to say and do whatever she wanted to do. I think at one point, the only thing we had in common is that we used to watch professional wrestling. And when I look back on these things and I look back on my dating history, these are not losses. These are learning experiences. So a lot of guys will say, I was, you have to own what you know. You have to own it. So yes, I was frightened for front. I was afraid that if I didn't do certain things, I would never be able to have sex. So I tolerated and I tolerated that arrangement because I didn't value me. So this went on for a year, two years. Then one time I went on a little casino trip with some friends. It was a mixture of guys and girls. I'm in my early, late teens, early 20s, so 19, 20 years old. Went to casino, friends won money, friends lost money. We just hung out, had a good time. And one of, and one of the girls says, you never seem happy with this girl. Why are you with her? You should break up with her. So I call on the phone and I say, this ain't working, this ain't for me. I ain't having no fun. This is not even a relationship. I said these things because I opened my eyes and listened to another person's perspective. And she said, fine. And I didn't talk to this Wutapek JJ's Galfrey about almost a year. And then I get a phone call. One night I'm hanging out with my friend, smoke a little things, you know, have, being young people, smoke a thing, drink some brews. I just wanted to tell you I was pregnant, but I lost the baby. Whoa. Do you see why I said if I had value for me, that would never have happened. I would have never gotten that phone call because she felt she could find a way to manipulate the situation for me to believe the lies that was coming out of her mouth. But what made it even worse, me as a damn glow clown and a damn idiot and a damn person that was frightened for front went back to this girl because I wasn't secure in myself that I was able to find somebody else to be in relations with, be in a relationship with, have fun with, whatever. I didn't believe in myself because I didn't value myself. 
That's why she did what she did. That's why she could call me nine months or ten months later and say she's pregnant and lost the baby. That's why she could do those things. You know what's hard, people, is when you don't value you, people can use and abuse you. When you don't value you, they can use and abuse you and throw you out like all rubbish. So I started dating back this girl. I started back in an, I'm going to use Jada Pinkett's word, in an entanglement with this woman, this Wutapek, Jay-Z's gal. And instead of just being smart and leaving her alone, no, and taking E to things and leaving her alone, no, 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 no. It took my one of my best friends, God rest his soul. And he came by my house. And he said to me, if you don't stop talking to this girl, me and you can't be Adrian. That hurt me more than not even having... Tonton around me. That hurt me more that my best friend that I've known since grade nine. When I was that for all who other people that don't know what that is, that's a freshman in high school. Said to me, I cannot be your friend if you're still around that girl. That hurt me more. And if that friend didn't walk me off the ledge and say, no, you don't need that. You deserve better. You deserve to be treated with respect and honor and dignity. And if she call you, don't answer the phone. If she does this, don't do that. He was there for me. I had to quit this girl like it was an addiction. I had to go to rehab. And one time this girl decided to pick up her phone and call me. And ask me to leave my friend to come drive her so she can go to a dick appointment. But because I valued myself enough, I told her to go bring a kite and go fuck off. So the moral of the story, people, is that before you can like or love or care about Anybody else on Masa God Earth, you have to care and love you. If you learn anything from me, value you first. This is for young people, middle-aged people, whole people. Value you first before anything else in this world. And then great things will come to you because you believe in you. Seeing? Like to thank y'all for listening to another edition of the Grateful Yardy Podcast. I was a guest on the latest editions of Wrestling with Entertainment. They're they're on YouTube, so check them out. YouTube.com slash wrestling with entertainment. Also, they're on CastBox. Shout out to James and Coleco. We had a great wrestling talk over the two episodes I was on. We talked about Impact Wrestling's pay-per-view slammiversary. We talked about the money in the bank. We talked about the Raw after money in the bank. 
We talked about the potential of, on, epi- on the second episode I'm on, we talked about the potential of CM Punk and Daniel, or Brian Danielson, also known as Daniel Bryan, signing with All Elite Wrestling. And we also reviewed the New Japan show from the Tokyo Dome, which featured Shingo Takagi defending his IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Hiroshi Tanahashi. And if you want more information on what they do over on at Wrestling with Entertainment, go on Twitter, follow them at Wrestling with E. Also, with me, you can find me on Twitter at DWrestling99. You can find me on Instagram, Drew underscore Wrestling99, where I post the truth. No, no lies, no chaser. Also, Past episodes of Grateful Reality Podcast are available on Anchor.fm, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Podcast Attic, and wherever else you get your favorite podcasts. My favorite artist in the world, Specialty, has a new video out for her song, Holiday Linen, off of a slight detour. Her stuff is always on YouTube, youtube.com slash the great, oh, not the great for your idea. That's the podcast that you're listening to right now. So for specialty, it's youtube.com slash S-P-E-C-Y-A-L and the capital T. Big ups on that. She also has some new tunes with her, her stuff, specialty and Chasing Sunday with their demo album, No Chaser. So you can check that stuff out too, wherever you download and get your and stream your favorite music. And until next time, folks, God bless. And always, always, always remain grateful. Brother, peace.